Welcome to the Wicked Good TV Show Podcast. Wicked Good. I'm Amanda. I'm Matt. <laughs> what, who are you? Matt. <laughs> um, and sorry we missed you last week. Somebody, Somebody had to go on vacation. <laughs> I said someone wasn't feeling good and you said someone had to go on vacation. Uh, well, it was a little bit of both. Mm. Matt wasn't feeling, we were supposed to record early and Mateo wasn't feeling so hot. And then I went to Vegas to see the Baxter Boys, shout out to the Baxter Boys, uh, last week when we normally would record. So, so sorry. I'm sure so many people were dying to hear this episode. You traveled like 2,000 miles across the country to see a boy band. Yes, I did. And that was, it was fantastic. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Baxter Boys, Larger Than Life at, at the Planet Hollywood Access Arena. Look it up. 1995 call. They want their music back. That was like 98. Get it right. If you're going to make fun of me, at least do it correctly. <sighs> you know you would have been dancing along. True. Anyway, we're back now. We're still on How I Met Your Mother. Number three, so we're almost done. And that would be The Best Burger in New York. Season four, episode two. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, no, it's season two, episode four, but you're right. <laughs> uh, original air date, September 28, 29th, 2008. <laughs> Wow. What, this episode kind of reminded me of myself because I moved to this area in 2003. And it was pretty shitty then. Huh? Yeah, it was a lot shittier than it is now. <laughs> now like, it's very up and coming. Certain streets yeah. I didn't feel safe walking down in Somerville, but now it's like everything is hoity toity. Like, I work in the Seaport District of Boston, and I started there five years ago, and there was nothing. Yeah. And now I swear every single week I turn and there's a new building that just pops up. I don't know. Like, they just build them so quickly. I'm like, I should have bought a condo <laughs> or something then. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We really should have because it would be worth millions now. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. So, we, we know how Ted felt. So, that's how it opens. It opens with Ted saying, when he first moved to New York, it was dingy, disgusting, flea-ridden, stinky, and just terrifying. Um, and then he says, sadly, <laughs> the whole city started to go uphill, uh, which normally you would assume is a good thing, but... He's saying that, like, streets got cleaner, rent got higher, which is also something that's happened yeah. in Boston. Rent's going through the roof. Um, and then he says crappy old places that they loved began to disappear. The Elbow Room, became an old punk rock club, became a drugstore. Uh, McHale's, a working-class watering hole, became a fast food place. And Fez, a Moroccan-themed lounge, became a bank. Not just any bank, though. Goliath National Bank. <laughs> so... That's, you know, how we kind of start out. It's very true. Like, same thing's happening in Boston right well, now. Well, where we really notice it, my dad went to Harvard. And all the cool places in Harvard Square, which be, they were once just these local, like, burger places, yeah. kind of like this. Pulling the walls. Became, like, CVS. And, There's, like, three CVSs in yeah, Harvard Square. <laughs> I hate banks and CVSs are, like, the worst. Yeah. I don't even mind, like, a Starbucks. I mean, I kind of do, but, like. But at least you get coffee. At least something. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely, even, I've only lived here, I've lived in the city now for about seven years, and it's, even in the seven years, has changed dramatically, yeah. so I, I get you. Um, so, we start out at Ted's apartment, and Barney comes in, like, dressed up like, you know, I don't know what the correct terminology would be, but he's wearing all Goliath National Bank, I'm gonna, that's gonna be a tongue twister, we're gonna have to get through this whole Goliath? Time. Goliath. In my notes, I wrote GNB. <laughs> Goliath National Bank. Uh, we'll say GNB from now on, okay. okay? So he's wearing all GNB gear. He's got the shirt, the hat, bag. 
Um, and he, you know, just comes in like all excited and Ted kind of makes fun of him and asks, why is he so excited about a bank? He said he looks like the last pick in the draft. Yeah, he did. Um, and Barney tells him that his company just bought all the banks in a ruthless takeover that cost 2,000 jobs. He's, like, proud of it, too. Yeah. It's one of those brutal takeovers. But then he tells Marshall that they have uh, an opening in the legal department. He can get him a job. So here's the thing. If they cut 2,000 jobs, why do they have an opening? <laughs> why didn't they keep the legal uh, guy? I guess it was just in one department. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Lily's like, no, Marshall didn't quit his last soul-sucking corporate job just to work at a bank. He's going to be an envi- environmental lawyer, which was a, a couple episodes before Marshall quit his corporate job. He wanted to, like, do a job that mattered. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, so he turns it down, and we we see a flashback of Marshall going on a bunch of interviews, and in the beginning, he, like he's looking himself in the mirror, and he's like, "You got this." He's like really like self talk. Yeah, he jazz himself up. Yeah, he's like really working himself up for this interview, and then he like goes on an interview and he comes back, and then we see another one where he's just like, "All right, you're gonna be flexible on salary. You're willing to compromise. You're not gonna cry this time." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we finally we see a third one. He's like, "You're sad. You're beaten down." You will get through this. Come home and get in your big underpants and take a nap. <laughs> yeah, which is so true. After you have to go on a lot of interviews, right? You just get demoralized. Oh yeah, especially if you get like really far in yeah. the process and then you don't. Get, that's the worst. Yeah, when you because you like, know you can taste it. Yeah, and the funny thing is, if you get hired, you're just getting some job that's like whatever. It's not. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Well, I hope it's a good job if yeah. you're going for it. But it's just kind of like depressing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's happened to me. I I went for a job, and it came down to me and one other person. And I thought for sure I had it. And then the other person got it. And I was just like, what a waste of my time. I went on an eight-hour interview, like, all day. And then I didn't get the job, which worked out much better in the end. Right, but don't you just feel like, what a waste of my time that was, you know? I mean, obviously, you're not going to get every job Especially when you know, like, halfway through that it's not a good fit. And you're just kind of, like, waiting for the end of the day. Like, should I just go? (laughs) You realize halfway through eight hours, you well, just have four more hours. I, I, I still wanted to be offered the job because I think it would be like I probably would have taken it and it would have been like a boost in my confidence. But the place was kind of a dump. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, all right, so now we're at McLaren's and they're all just sitting around. Ted asks where they should go for dinner, um, and Wendy, the waitress, tells them they have a new cook and the burger is amazing. Uh, the, now Robin has a crazy move. She just says, great, we'll take five of those. That's true. She doesn't ask anyone. She doesn't ask anyone. Can you imagine if we were all sitting around and you just ordered meals for everyone? No, because I would never do that. Or if I did that for you, you would like throw it in my face. I might have said like, hey, how does that, how does that sound, guys? You want to eat here? Like I would have like maybe encouraged eating there if I really wanted to, but I wouldn't yeah. order for anyone else because that's just weird. Yeah, and they don't even, like, react that strongly. They're just like, you want to eat here? Yeah, that, that, yeah. it's not like, wait, why did you just order for me? It's more of, why are we eating here and not going somewhere else? Yeah, and then she does say she's really starving. She just finished a seven-day cleanse, which totally get why you'd want to house a burger, for sure. Right, but she just started it <laughs> yesterday, so really she's not that hungry. Yeah, she's not sticking to that yeah. cleanse very well. Um, Ted suggests sushi, uh, but Lily said that they had it last night. Barney suggests Italian, and Ted had it for lunch. Um, Wendy's like, oh, I'll come back, and that's when Robin's like, no, we always do this. We spend an hour arguing about what to eat, and then we end up eating here, so let's just, you know, get the burgers. Which I can understand that. Sometimes yeah. we overthink what we're going to eat. And or, then you end up going to, like, someplace yeah, close. Yeah, like I should have just gotten something right there. And you could have already, like, finished your meal by the time you yep. decided. So um, Ted then suggests Chinese... 
Barney says he doesn't like Chinese. And then Ted suggests Indian. And Barney says, I just told you I don't like Chinese. Uh, and Ted says Indian and Chinese. And Barney goes, weird meats, funny music, and sad rice. <laughs> Which is kind of true. Um, and then finally, Ted suggests Mexican. And Barney again says he doesn't like Chinese. So... Barney just doesn't like meat, rice, and vegetables all mixed together, I'm guessing. Yeah, Robin has the appropriate reaction. She's just like, God. Yeah. So. Credits. We, yeah, they open up. They go through the credits. And when um, we come back, it ends up that everybody gets a burger. So everyone starts eating the burger, and they're raving about how good this burger is, except Marshall. Uh, and we get the great line. There are a couple great lines in this scene where uh, – and now there's just one. Great. <laughs> Barney us. says, I love this burger so much, I want to show so my butt shut or my ass <laughs> shut. He did say that, yes. That made me guffaw. Guffaw. That was a funny <laughs> Yes. So that's how, that's how delicious this burger is. But Marshall disagrees. And everyone's, like, quite surprised. And he just says, hey, once you've had the best burger in New York, every other burger tastes like my grandpa's feet. That's also bulls. Like, you can still have a good burger. Like, I love Shake Shack's burgers, but if I eat another burger, I'm not going to be like, oh, this burger's trash because it's not as good as Shake Shack. You had your first In-N-Out experience. Yes. How was it? I did. I went to, I had my first In-N-Out burger because someone, Matt, has raved about how good In-N-Out burger is. Uh, okay, I don't want you to think. I wasn't saying it was the best burger of all time. No, but I think you did say it was better than Shake Shack. Nope. No? Okay, because I don't think it is. I think nope. Shake Shack I, is way superior. I probably said that, but then when I was just in Vegas and I had In-N-Out Burger, I realized that I still like Shake Shack. How, what, which, what did you order at In-N-Out Burger? Uh, what's Animal? Animal Style. Yeah. Okay, I got it Animal Style yeah. as well. So it was good. It was good. But I'm sorry, Shake Shack is far superior. It was so much better. I feel like you also have to do these things. You have to do it scientifically. You have to have them at the same time. Like blind taste test it? Yeah. But the thing is, we can't do that because we don't have any In-N-Out burgers on the East Coast. That is correct. I should have brought one home. I also like Five Guys. I think Five, five Guys. Five Guys is delicious as, as well. I and McDonald's. I, I still think, very different. I not. still think Shake Shack is... McDonald's is its own category. Yes, I agree. So I, it was it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. But really hungry now. <laughs> I know. We should have had burgers. Damn it. So, uh, all right. Anyway. Um... So Robin asks Marshall, what's the best burger in New York? And we go back eight years when Marshall first moved to the city. And apparently he was scared of everything and walked around with a bat. <laughs> and so, like, Ted comes into their apartment and he almost hits him with a bat. Um, and Ted says, have you even left the apartment today? And Marshall's like, well, why would I need to leave the apartment? I mean, I can have everything I want delivered and New York has awesome cable. So. Yeah, you know what? Like, I totally when I first moved to this area, I'm from Maine, like very uh, rural area. I was a little scared, like not even of like anything specific. You're just kind of uncomfortable with all the everything. I think that's I going had on. a different experience just because I was coming to the city a lot more before I actually moved here. Yeah, I was here every weekend and spending a lot of time with friends and going places. So yeah, I, that's I had true. learned a lot of places and and, and things before I actually. Moved I was in. the OG. I was like the first one here. Of your friends, not yeah. ever. <laughs> so I kind of was a trendsetter, and I had to learn it all on my own. And I felt like you have to learn how to do things twice. You have to learn how to do it so you don't look like an idiot. Because people know you're new. They know you're new. Oh, yeah, you trying can to totally go through tell. the subway, trying to like drive around here, did like you parallel stand parking. On the left side of the stairs on the subway. Probably. I probably <laughs> did all the wrong things. And then you learn it, and then 
you learn how to be cool doing it, and then you're like the cool person doing it. Now I just and like, now you look at the new person and yeah. you're like, oh man, <laughs> get out of my way, newbie. Yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, so Ted says you have to like get over the fact like you can't be so paranoid that you're gonna get mugged. So that's why Marshall doesn't want to leave the house. He's afraid he's gonna get mugged. And he doesn't have a switchblade and doesn't know how to break dance and win the begrudging respect of a street gang, so what's he gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ted's like, just go for a walk. So Marshall goes, tries to take the bat with him, but Ted won't let him. Um, and he finds out that New York is, in fact, not scary at all. It's quite nice. Um, and then that's when he found the burger place tucked between a taxidermist and a triple X bookstore. Yep, you'll never forget where that is, but I guess he did. No, <laughs> yeah, you will forget. So Marshall goes in when he gets the burger and, like, I don't know how you felt about this, but like the the scene of him eating the burger and they're like zoomed in yeah, on his way lips. Too close up. Yeah, it was I that. didn't enjoy that. And also this is such a random thing I noticed. His fingernails were dirty. And oh. that just grosses me out. Well he lives in New York City. I, it's just gross. I don't know. They could have like, hey, we're gonna get close up on your fingers, might wanna clean that out before we film it. I don't know. <laughs> it just was like a random thing. I have a thing about like guys with long fingernails, especially if there's dirt under them, grosses yeah, me out. Yeah, we've heard. So also, yeah, when, they, it was when, they, gross. when they mentioned like the burger joint was tucked between a taxidermist and a triple X bookstore, Barney says, Name two places where things get stuffed. Oh, that's <laughs> True. So, yeah, so I, I didn't enjoy the uh, the scene of him eating, but. It was a little graphic in it a was, way. It was. It was almost it like was a like, sex scene or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like lipping, lick, was, licking his lips. Like and, really sloppy. Yeah, it was gross. But regardless, Marshall runs home to tell Ted that he found the best burger in New York. Oh, when he gets there, though, Ted hits him with the bat. <laughs> yeah, which probably would cause brain injury or concussion. Or at least just hurt. A aluminum bat. Yeah, like Marshall like a... kind of just like, it was almost like he just got nudged. No, that would hurt. It yeah. was a solid bonk. Yeah, so, but he's like, whatever, I found the best burger of my life. It's awesome, and it's a little place that we just film and eats there, so it's sort of like a celebrity hotspot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Ted's like, I want one of those burgers right now. Are they still open? And I like this one. Marshall's like, I don't know. Are things in New York open past 930? <laughs> So, of course, they run out to find it, but they can't find it. Cannot find it. They look everywhere, and apparently they took three hours and one helpful hook. I was going to say hooker. One helpful drag queen just to get back to their apartment. I was thinking, like, why didn't they just Google it? Why didn't they figure it out? But then I realized this is a flashback, so it's probably, like... It was a flashback for eight years, so it was 2000. 2000. I mean, they had Google and stuff, but, like, it wasn't as common just to, like, look it up. Yeah. Oh, definitely didn't have a smartphone. Right. So... We're back at McLaren's after Marshall's telling the story, and this guy from the booth behind them, like, leans in, and he's like, dude, I know the place that you're talking about. Marshall is just like, uh-huh, sure you have. Like, apparently this has happened to him before, where everyone thinks they know right. where the best burger is, but it's not the one. And he's like, yes, man, I know. It's the Corner Bistro. They have a great burger. And Marshall kind of flips. He's like, the Corner yeah. Bistro, it's amazing. I spent a quarter of my life searching for the best burger in New York, but silly me, it never occurred to me to check the highest rated burger in Zagat Guide. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's like, let me return the favor. Great cup of coffee, Starbucks. Which isn't even true. <laughs> no, it's like not a, at all. Okay of all the coffee. coffee places in New York, no yeah. way. It was a, I didn't like this rant of his. I thought it was mean. He was kind of rude. Rude, and it also wasn't funny. But that's how much the burger means to him. But it wasn't even funny. It was just like, whoa, dude, check yourself. Eh, true. But um, Robin's like, you know, okay, well, I assumed you tried the Corner Bistro. And Marshall says he's tried every every so-called best burger joint. And there's like a a montage of him and Lily going to all these different places, including a veggie one, which is just weird. Because, like, Marshall had to have known it wasn't a veggie one. We've had good veggie burgers, though. Right, but he would have known what kind of meat he was eating, don't you think? Yeah. So, um, so and then there's... 
they said that there was once a breakthrough. They thought they were going to have a breakthrough when uh, they find out that Regis Philman works at Barney's or works out at Barney's at the gym. gym. So they go to the gym, and there's Regis lifting weights. He's quite <laughs> he's a little, little tiny guy. Yeah, he's, but, he, but he's, he's buff. A little buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that. This is back with like, the, yeah, I don't know what I'm into. I'm like fake flexing as fake if anyone flexing can see as if she's me. Regis Philbin. Um, and he, he, this is back in his Who Wants to Be a Millionaire days. Well, it's kind of, it is, but like it's also like a fa- on this show, they well, do yeah, like a yeah, fake, it's, it's called the Heads or Tails show. He was show. still big. Was yeah, he was, he was well known. Um, so they go to the gym and they talk to him and he's like, of course I remember that place. It was the best burger I ever had. I still dream about this burger. Beautiful, haunting dreams. I wake up screaming, get out of my head, burger, get out. Now, if you're rich, you have no excuse. You could just like pay somebody to go to like, every burger yeah, place go until, find- until they find well, it. Well, but that, but here's the thing. They could easily be like, I found it. And then it's the corner bistro. Yeah, but they remember it was stuffed between a triple X bookstore. And I guess those places might not be there anymore. But, yeah, couldn't they have just looked up everything? And also, he couldn't remember, story. like, what part of the city he was in. Like, oh, I was, like, uptown. I yeah, I don't know. In New York, they also talk about how it's confusing because all the streets are numbers, which we don't have that. Yeah, and everyone gives Boston shit for not being on a grid. But guess what? You know what street you're on. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is nice just to be like, oh, I have five more street, five more That's true. blocks. It's, more like, no it's more like go up two blocks, take a right, yeah. go around in a circle, <laughs> end, up where you, end up where you started, and yeah. then take a left. Yeah, and then there you go. Yeah. But, hey, once you live here, you figure it out. It's pretty yeah. easy. Right on. So, um, anyway, so Philbin, Regis Philbin, um, they ask him if they remember where it is, and he said no, that he didn't write it down. And, he, you know, he goes, it's not a day that goes by that I don't regret it. And so um, they ask him, do you know, or Regis says, do you know where it is? And they're like, no. And then he threatens him with his fist, and he goes, if you tell me it's the corner beach I'm going to smack you yeah. in the face. Um, but Barney's like, no, we don't know where it is. And so Regis says, listen, listen, Blondie, don't mess with me. Daddy needs his meat, which is really creepy. Um, and then they say, listen, he goes, here's my cell. If you find that burger, you call me day or night. And they have, now they have Regis's private number. I think they would have made more of a big deal out of that. Well, I'm sure that eventually he would have changed his number if they were, what are they going to call him for? Hey, we want to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. I don't think he gets to choose. So... Anyway, so we're back at McLaren's where Marshall's telling the story, and he says, you know, he will doom to walk the earth forever searching for that green door with the red neon sign that says burger. And that's when Robin goes, I know where that place is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, West and 12th Street, right off of 7th. And Marshall's just like, oh, oh, we forgot to mention that everybody got their burger except for Robin. That's the other thing. If they all ordered burgers and she's like the most hungry, why is her burger coming out last? That's true. It's the same. It's not like it's Oh, they didn't say maybe she's ordering it well done or something. But like she could have just taken the first burger. That's true. This really bothered me throughout this episode. She just didn't eat. Like she kept complaining about being hungry. Then they would like, no, you can't eat it yet because it's not the best one. Right. Like just eat the burger. You're hungry. No, that was was weird. I would have just had at least a bite, you know? The other thing is like how good a burger is is very relatable to how hungry you are. True. The burger is not a food that you're going to like if you're full. It's just not. <laughs> like, you might like a bite of it, but you're not going to eat it. That's true. You know, like, if you have maybe, like, lobster or something, you'll like it no matter what. Right. So, um, anyway, so her burger finally comes right as she tells them where the burger place is. And right as she's going to take a bite, Marshall grabs it and is like, no, if you're going to eat a burger tonight, it's going to be the best burger in New York. And he, like, spikes it. Yeah. I would have punched him in the face. <laughs> Well, Ted did pay for all the burgers. I don't know if he saw on the court. He threw down money, so she didn't pay for that. But they all run out, 
to go find this best burger and they're in a cab and Lily is like, I'm so happy for you. Like, you know, after all these interviews and everything, like you deserve the best burger in New York. Um, and that's when Barney starts going on about G&B. Yeah, he's like, how lame is free automatic bill pay? Like, this is Well, because Lily tells him working at a bank is lame. Right, but like, this is back when automatic bill pay was like a big a thing. novelty. Now you just like go to the website of whatever and pay yeah. the bill. Um, yeah, and, and he's just like, hate to make you look stupid in front of your friends, but you left me no choice. <laughs> So, uh, Ted, oh, Ted reminds them they need to call Regis. They promised they'd call. And Barney says that he would only text him because he's afraid of him. Yeah, he's like, I think I'll leave him a text. Nobody says that anymore. And then we see, like, Regis on his, hosting his show. Yeah, million-dollar heads or tails, yeah, where they like, just choose heads or tails. Right, and then this woman is about to win twenty-five or $250,000, and right as it's about to happen, Regis gets the text, and he's like, I gotta go, and he just, like, <laughs> runs out of the show. Um, so they arrive at the green door, which looks just like the one that Marshall remembers. And he's mm-hmm. like, I've prepared a few words. <laughs> and Yeah, Robin doesn't like that. She's no. like, I will eat your hand. Right. So they just they just go in. And same Smart. thing happens. They all get their burger except for Robin. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Again, especially if it's just a burger. So um, she looks like, whatever, just go ahead and eat. And they all start eating. And every again, once again, everyone's like, oh, my God. And Ted's like, I'm never brushing my teeth again unless the toothpaste is made from this burger. Toothbrush is made from the burger. Or, yeah, that's what it is. Lily's like, I think I had my first burgasm. That was funny. I like <laughs> the burgasm. And then Barney says he wants to take the burger out to a dinner and then maybe a movie and then take it back to his place and put a little Terrence Trent Darby. I don't know who, I don't that, know who is. that is. But he's like, just fool around a little bit. Nothing serious. Just take it slow. Just take it slow. But then Marshall... Puts the burger on his plate and says, this isn't it. So. Yeah, and they try to convince him that maybe he just, you can't live up to ridiculously yeah, like high he expectations. built it up in his head. Like in his, you know, it was really good that time he had it, but since he hasn't had it years, he's built it up and he's built it up. And so no burger is going to taste as good as the one he That's remembers. like, um, do you ever, like, you want to tell a friend about something you want them to try? Or even like a band, you want them to listen to the song. You just want to get them into it. But you're careful because you know that if you just like hype it up too much, yeah, it's not gonna you know this it's not gonna live up to those expectations. But if you if you just kind of say oh it's okay, then they're not gonna be it. Like you gotta find that balance. It happens for me a lot with movies when yeah. somebody's like oh my god it was the funniest movie I've ever seen and like you go and it's just like kind of funny and you're like really like that was the funniest movie like you just expect to laugh the entire time. Or I remember when I went and saw Paranormal Activity. Someone had told me it was like the scariest movie they ever seen. Oh, ever scary seen. movies are. And I was like, taste well, there. I was like, I, I, you know, I was all right. I'm gonna be scared. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. I'm gonna have like nightmares. It was. I wasn't even like scared for like a second. It was like the most boring. Ah, uh, that movie was a little scary. No, You're the insane. only scary part was at the end. And if you watch that alone in your house, you'd be freaked out. Okay, maybe in that case, but I was at a movie theater, and the only good part of the movie was when this big dude ran out and threw up because he got, uh, he got. Don't do that. <laughs> he got uh, motion sickness. Cause, and, I, and that was another thing. I also got motion sickness from the shaky camera. So it was just an awful movie. And I was very disappointed. I was like, I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. This is bullshit. I should have nightmares for weeks. So, yeah, that happens a lot with movies. Anyway, back to the thing. Uh, Robin says to, to Marshall, it's just a burger. Mm-hmm. And Marshall's just like... Excuse me? <laughs> Just a burger? And I'm not going to go off on the whole thing. If you want to say it, you can. But he gives this, like, speech about 
you know, how delicious the burger is, how every yeah. sesame seed freckles. And it's like a theatrical yeah. monologue. How the ketchup and mustard yeah. rest on it. Very, yeah. yeah, he says it very, like, Shakespearean. Yeah. And, like, so he, he goes through this whole thing. And my favorite is Lily's, like, and you got our wedding vows off the internet. Because <laughs> of the way he talks about it, it's like he's madly in love with right, it. Right, right, right. Um, Which is nothing wrong with falling in love with the food. I mean, that's pretty common. Right. So then Marshall finally is like, listen, you know, it's no big deal. There's got to be another green door with a red neon sign. And we're just going to have to call every restaurant in Manhattan and ask them what color the door is. No big deal. And he leaves. So. Uh, and then we start talking about um, the underpants. The, you know, they're, Lily's saying that he's not doing so well. He really needs to get a job. And um, then it's a, basically there's an underpants radius where. Well, he gets to the point where he says he's not working. He just stops getting dressed in the morning. Yeah, he just like in his how, how comfortable you become with wearing your underpants. Initially, it's just like, oh, I'll go to the uh, the kitchen or I'll go to the, you know, in your house, in the, in the house. Yeah. But then by the end, his underpants radius has expanded to the fact where he's like in a cafe with Lily and he just stands up wearing underpants. Right. The flashback. So yeah, so he that's it's pretty bad when you get that far. Um, Ted tries to be reassuring, saying he'll be fine. He'll get a job eventually. And then that's when Barney comes in with the, you know, you know when times are tough, I like to remember some uplifting words, my favorite song. And then he starts to sing the Goliath National Bank-like theme song. Yeah, he sings it, and he's like, member FDIC, which they always say at the end of the commercials. Right. So uh, that's not helping. But uh, right when Robin's burger finally comes, Lily asks the waitress, did you guys get a new cook or something? Because, you know... My husband was here five years ago, and he's pretty sure he had a different burger that, you know, and he's trying to find it. And then the waitress says, oh, yeah, that they get it a lot. And this that restaurant's actually modeled after another place that's uptown with the same green door and burger side, which I find interesting because isn't that just, like, straight-up copyright infringement, like, that they basically stole their, <laughs> stole their well, gimmick? Well, the sign just said burger on it. They probably – it could be the same owner. Maybe. But then it wouldn't you it be the, the same recipe? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the waitress gives them the address – um, and right when that's when Robin's about to eat her burger again, and they were like, "No, nope, that's when I was like, Robin, you need to just, just eat stay, the damn burger, eat the damn burger, or just so, bring it with you." I know. Just carry you it. Pay with for you. it. Eat it. Take yeah. it with you. So, uh, although I guess the whole thing is that she's not allowed to eat the burger unless it's the best burger in New York. So, um, anyway, they're in the cab on their way to the new place, and Regis calls, and he's he's at the old. Where place. Where the hell like, are you? And. Uh, they, they tell him, oh, it moved. And he goes, okay, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Order it medium rare. I love Barney's like, do you want onions? And he's like, onions? Like, I'll rip your face off. Like, just kind of like screams, screams at him for it. Um, and that's when they get out of the cab. And Marshall recognizes the area. It's the same guy handing out flyers for naked women. And everything is just kind of like making sense. And he's seeing it. And he knows this is the spot. This is it. They've made it. Yep. And they see... They a Goliath National Bank ATM. One of 9,000 convenient locations, Barney yes. says. So they're just like, what the fuck? And Lily's just starts hitting Barney. She's like, this is all you and your stupid bank's fault. And then she, and I love it. She's like, attention, New Yorkers. This bank sucks. They suck. And she just She goes screaming. nuts. Well, I mean, her husband has been searching for this burger forever, and he finally, like, gets to the right spot, and it's not there. So... <laughs> Barney says to Marshall, will you just tell her already? Yes, and this is where we see that he, in fact, got hired by Goliath National Bank. Yes, and Barney had been talking about it so much because he was hoping Lily would be excited for him to work there. Nope. Yeah. So she's like, but you wanted to be an environmental lawyer. 
And Marshall reminds her that he also wanted to be a Harlem Globetrotter and get paid to eat candy, but in the meantime, he needs a job and he needs a reason to put on pants in the morning. Yes, it's great pay and good benefits. That's another thing you start to appreciate as you get older. It's That's not true. like you give up on your dreams, but you're like, wow, benefits are really good. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. Maybe vacation. Medical's time. nice. And yeah. yeah. So it's kind of sad. But. It is. Oh, and then we see Robin like searching through the trash. And she finds I can't some blame barbecue her. Chips. chips. Yep. Ted takes them away. Now they weren't open, right? I don't think so. So what's wrong with that? Have eaten them. <laughs> so, and then we see I don't know if he has a name, but the flyer guy who's hanging handing out the naked flyers or naked girl flyers. Did you see a lot of those in Vegas? Yes, <laughs> I saw a lot of naked, just naked girls. Yeah, like, just plain body paint on. Yeah, like the, little the handing pasties. out the cards to like yeah. guys. Yep. So, um, anyway, so the flyer guy comes over and he says that the burger place moved and he'll be happy to tell them where for a hundred dollars. Would you pay this man? I don't know because I feel like no, it's ridiculous. Right? I think with everyone, I would just do it. Like, I guess if there's bed. like what there's five of them, twenty bucks each. That's not too bad actually. Right. Especially if it really is the best burger in New York, and they had been all over the city. I guess I would do it. So um, the funny thing is, is Lily's like, well, I don't have any cash. And then Barney's like, if only there was an easy, mm-hmm. convenient way to get cash right now. <laughs> and they all like turn and look at the ATM. And of course, then again, Bar- Barney's like, remember FDIC. So. They pay the guy. Twenty minutes later, they're at the burger place, and they eat the burgers, and it's the right burger. Orgasm, Orgasm. in their mouth. Yep. Lily says she wants to get tiny fitted sheets for the burger and just crawl into its bun and get all cozy and die there. And Robin, she gets all frisky. She's like, "I just want you inside of me." Right. And Barney's like, "This feels so so good. I'm worried I'm going to get the burger pregnant." And Marshall says that if. Barney gets the burger pregnant. He has dibs on the delicious burger babies. Fair enough. So everybody loves it. Oh, but then Regis Philman puts it down and says, this isn't it. Yep. And he's like, nope, nope. And then everybody's like, what? He gets up and then is he was just messing with them. He's like, no, no, it isn't. Like, I couldn't tell if he was just messing with them or, or, like, or if like the aftertaste kicked in or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with, I don't think he knew because it didn't seem like he was messing with them, but maybe he was. Right. So, uh, you know, we just hear kind of the over thing from Ted from the future saying, after finally tasting the burger he craved for so many years, Marshall got off the next morning and put on pants and went to work and never looked back. Moral of the story is what? (laughs) Never give up looking for the best burger place. And then taking a mediocre job to to satisfy that. That feels like my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) But he was saying, like, oh, if I just had that burger again, everything would be okay. At least there'd be one good thing in his life. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, um, now I'm really hungry. Yes, I really want a burger. I had a burger for lunch today that was actually good. Today? Yeah. Where? I told you it was It was someplace in Boston. That, uh, it's like a new place. Was it's, it a burger place or just a restaurant? It's Oak and Rowan. Oak and Rowan in uh, uh, South Boston. Yep. And it just opened, I think, a few months ago, and it was delicious. I might need, like, five guys tomorrow. (laughs) Right? For real. So. Segments? Segments. Let's do it. All right. First, we'll do our laugh attack. (laughs) Hey, Matt. What was your laugh attack? Uh, my laugh attack was the the first burger they ate and their reactions to that burger. 
dessert is so good. It's like Christmas in my mouth. Meet Christmas. It's like an angel from heaven landed in the kitchen at McLaren's where the chef killed it and ran it through the meat grinder. I love this burger so much, I want to sew my ass shut. I just did not expect him to say that. <laughs> that is a really good line. <laughs> and then he just realized, okay, if he sews his ass shit, like, what does that do? Yeah. He just can never get rid of it. Yeah. burger never goes away, That's and you die. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. All right, what was your laugh attack? Uh, I went with the first encounter with Regis, where he's basically just screaming at them about how good the burger is and if they find it to call him. Regis is the man. He's the man. Yeah, he, he used to be the man. All right, here it is. Of course I remember the place. It was the best burger I ever had. I still have dreams about this burger. Beautiful, haunting dreams. I wake up at night screaming, get out of my head, burger. Get out. That's the one, Mr. Philbin. Do you remember where it is? No, I never wrote it down. But not a day goes by that I don't regret it. Why? Why, do you know where it is? Huh? And if you tell me it's at the corner bistro, I'm going to smack you right in the face. No, we don't, we don't know where it is. Listen, Blondie. Oh, don't mess with me. Daddy eats his meat. I don't know where it is, Regis, I swear. What about you, Lurch? What about you, Satchel Mouth? This is my cell. You find that burger. You call me day or night. Okay, Regis, we will. We will. All right, so what are you waiting for? I'll get out and find the burger. All right, all right. Let's go. Hold on. Good stuff. Regis needs his meat. You think if you're that rich, you would just, like, pay for... The best burger to, to be made for you all the time. Also, you think if a burger was that good, you would note the place. You'd be like, okay, where am I? Yeah, Pay where attention. the hell is this place? Because I want to come back. I don't know. Um, all right, let's do your most valuable character. I went with Regis. <laughs> Why? Because he, he, he actually was smart. He made them do all the work. That is true. And he still got to eat the best burger. If you squirt me with that squirt gun, I'm going to punch you in the face. Amina left the squirt gun by, <laughs> right next to me and expected me not to like, squirt her. It's to, it's to water my plants. Okay, I watered the plant. Thank you. Well, uh, who was your MVC? Oh, mine was Barney for reasons we just Because he wants to, to show his he ass He wants shut. to sew his ass shut <laughs> for the burger. But also, I, I thought his songs were funny, his lines were funny, and also um, his... Uh, Saying FDIC, what did he say? Sure. Remember FDIC. Yeah, that was funny. So yes, that's funny. that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then finally your LVC. Ah, uh, easy here. Robin. Robin Shabatsky. Like ten chances to eat a burger and just kept not executing. Yes. Just then complaining about it. It's like Jesus Christ, eat the goddamn burger. I agree. I also chose Robin. It was she was kind of pathetic in this episode. At the end of the day, your needs are gonna. Yeah, no offense. Important. I'm gonna eat the burger. No, no <laughs> offense taken. Like, if you get that hungry, you need to meet your immediate needs first. You just have to. Also, I think those stupid those cleanses are stupid. Oh those, yeah, that's yeah, exactly why you shouldn't do them because then you go eat a bunch of burgers. Right, right, right. So yeah, Robin sucks in this episode. And yours? It was that the same. It was the same. Yeah, same Z's. Although she was funny too. Like, I thought I like her attitude, but then she sucked. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your lesson learned? Um, lesson learned. Um, I didn't really think about this one yet. Do you have yours? I already kind of said it. Like, 
if you find the best whatever, pay attention to where you are. Take notes. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because if it's that good, you know you want to go back and bring people. Take take notes. Oh, I remember what mine was now. Mine was like just if you want somebody to try something, it's very important. Like if you have something you like really like and you want to share it with other people. I said this before. We have to think yeah. a little bit about like don't over. You don't want to overhype it because then you just can't meet meet expectations, and right. you also don't want to underhype it. Just be like because I've done that before. I'm just like, hey, this is kind of cool, and somebody's like, yeah, that's good. But I feel like if I was like, but you want them. This to is like, very <laughs> important to me. Then they'll take it seriously. Yeah. And also, I think you just have to do blind tests to solve these things. Like make it objective, make it fun. We like we've done our guacamole challenges. I've done a burrito challenge in the past. It's really fun, and you determine: Do I actually really like this better, or is this just circumstantial? We are biased. Like if somebody says this is the best rated whatever, you might be like, "No, that's oh, yeah. you." That Matt watches movies who only over fifty percent are Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I I will spend way too much time looking at reviews. And by the way, some of the best movies ever made are below fifty percent on Rotten. Yeah, Tomatoes. what's the one you watch about the, the Mighty Ducks? No, the Grandpa one. Oh, Dirty Grandpa. Hysterical. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Hysterical. Actually, no, that had a good rating. I think that's how I got you yeah. to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I do, like, if I get on anything on Amazon, even if it's, like, toothpaste, I'm looking at the ratings. You look at the ratings for toothpaste. Yeah, well, not exactly. Like, things like that, like socks. I'll be like, let's look at all the reviews and see what... And if someone says these socks weren't soft enough, you don't buy them. What's amazing is that, like, a thousand people took the time to write a review about socks. Oh, that is Have you ever written an Amazon no. review? Never. I've never written Oh, no, it. I have written an Amazon review, but not about socks. I've written food, uh, Yelp ones in the past, but never... I've written Amazon. Yelp ones. I have written, like, one or two Amazon ones, but not a lot. I thought I should start getting into it. It'd be kind of fun. Especially if you have a, a really good or a really bad experience. Yeah, and make it a little funny. But, uh, yeah, oh, we got to do trivia. Oh, yes. Um, Why don't you go first because my screen went away. So. What place became a rug store? A rug store? You mean a drug store? Typo. <laughs> <laughs> what place became a drug store? The elbow room? Damn it. <laughs> I was like, I don't recall a rug store ever being mentioned. I thought you were going to get me. Well, that's funny. Because a rug store, I don't know. It's a thing. Yeah. It exists. All right. Yeah, the elbow room. Damn it. Uh, all right. How many ATMs did Barney say Goliath National Bank had? Nine thousand. Yes. Yes. Good job. Finally got one. Wow. All right. That's good. Is that all our segments? I think so. All right. Well, that was. I like that episode. Now I'm really goddamn hungry. Well, time to go eat dinner then. Time to eat some dinner. But first, let us tell you what the next episode is. What's next? Number two, the naked man. The naked man. Also, season four, episode nine. So only a couple episodes oh, in between. Nice. Cool. So, yeah, it's a very good episode, and uh, I can't wait for you to see it. Let's do it. Wait, we say that? We forgot to say that earlier. <laughs> you did forget. To, I was thinking about that, actually, but it was, too, it was way too far in. We're rusty. It's been yeah. a while. Sorry, guys. I swear we're not going to. No we're going to do No it. one's going to be sick. No one's traveling next week. Like, it's all good. Yeah. Knock on wood. It'll all be good. <laughs> all right. Well, adios.